Welcome to Gay Forward, the podcast where my co-host, Jonathan, teaches me, Chris, the hashtag worst gay, how to be a better one, one piece of pop culture at a time. And this week, I'm learning all about the drag queen classics, Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. So come ride the rainbow with us and enjoy. Yeah, I, it was fun. Uh, it was fun revisiting Priscilla because I, I saw this a year ago, actually. Priscilla. Yeah, I watched it right before Pride last year because I was like, I just wanted to get in a big old gay mood. So I'm like, I've never seen Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Let's sit down and watch this, and it's super super fun. I saw it in college. Okay, well that makes sense. I saw it in college because I had a, a, a professor describe it to me. How did he describe it? He was like, he was like, oh, have you seen Priscilla Queen of the Desert? Because I think I was like, he was one of my gayer teachers and. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, talk, we were talking about like what, queer, queer what was the spectrum of gayness of your teachers? <laughs> not gay to gay, <laughs> um, not gay and then gay. Um, oh no, I was TAing. I was TAing oh. a queer cinema class. Oh my god, of course you were. And you walking cliche. We were talking about it. <laughs> And he was like, and I was like, I've never seen that. Oh, he's like, oh, you know, Hugo Weaving, Terrence Stapp, and Guy Pierce's drag queens. I was like, Terrence Ter- Stamp? I know, Terrence Stamp? Chancellor Valorum from <laughs> Star Wars? General Zod? I, it seems so absurd to me that he would ever do one of those roles. I, I know. was like, I have to see this movie. I know. Wait, what are you saying? The Chancellor Valorum, the Red Skull? And Aiden, Adrian Killian? What was his name? <laughs> oh, from what? Oh. Iron Man 3. The um, real Mandarin. The real Mandarin. They're all in drag? What? Because it is it is such Guy, a... Guy Pierce, I weirdly believe, though. He was really... I, I think it's hard to say that he's the best in it because he just gets to have the most fun. He gets to be like the most over the top and the most can. I think Terrence Stamp is the best in it. I think I agree. Which I find really funny. Because he's so he's so dry. And as we know, you and I love dryness. I can't tell if he's like really good at the part or just doesn't want to be there. I think it might be a bit of both. Maybe he's maybe he's using it. He's using it for his, his method acting. Yeah. But his yeah, because like that fits the character though. I actually only saw Tu Wong Fu last year for the first time. Okay. So I was late to that one for whatever reason. Well, I mean, you're preaching to the choir on this one. It's sort of why we're here, but actually. It was, again, again, it was, it, was an, it was another cast that I was just, like, in awe that that's who they got. Yeah, because they, again, they're all really good in it. Yeah, but they're all these, like, machismo action stars. Well, have you seen the trailer for Tu Wong Fu? Yes. Because that's what they play up. Like, it starts out with clips of Wesley Snipes fighting guns, like firing guns, and uh, Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse. And it's like, and they're they're toughest role yet. And it's them strutting out on the stage in full drag. Of course it is. Yeah, I think, mm, going back to the two of them, I think I like Priscilla better. You know, I was thinking that on the way over here, and I like Priscilla a little bit better, too. I think it's a little more real. 
Oh, that's not why. I like the music scenes in Priscilla. <laughs> well, no, and that's part think, of it, too. I think Tu Wong Vu, like, I, I think it's the weird thing of, like, I think Tu Wong Fu focuses too much on the road trip. Yeah. Rather than kind of, like, the... I like that Priscilla has a lot more of, like, them being performers. Yes. Because they're actually... They are... That's their whole thing, is they're actual drag performers. Whereas yeah. in... Tu Wong Fu, they it skips all of the performance. Yeah, and they don't they don't really perform that much after the beginning. No, it's it's that's just it. Yeah. It's just beginning, and I guess there's like a bit of them at the Strawberry Festival. I mean, it is kind it of is it. really fun to like Why watch Tu Wong Fu and see all those cam- cameos like RuPaul and then Coco Peru. So a whole bunch of drag queens that I don't know, basically. Yeah. But I mean, I re- I did recognize RuPaul, obviously. Uh, I, I would I, I would hope so, at least that one. I loved her drag name, Rachel Tension. In the forgot. full the full Confederate smock, which made it that much better. Coco Peru is one of my favorite drag queens. She's the one that crunches the cup. Okay, I think I recognized her because a couple of them looked familiar, and I was trying to remember where I'd seen them from. Well, before. like these aren't these aren't like these aren't RuPaul girls. These are like like way back in. These the, are all the ones that RuPaul like grew up with and yeah. made reference. And I'm trying to like think that. where I would have seen what Coco Peru. Right? Yes, I'm trying to think of where I post I her videos all the time. Where would I have seen her before? I think I probably showed you one of her videos. I just feel like I would have seen her in something. Oh, I just looked up Coco Peru, and it just came up with cacao in Peru. <laughs> Probably because I'm not spelling Coco right. The one thing I will say, though, is that I do feel that Priscilla is a little bit too long. Oh, okay. Yeah, I recognize Coco Peru. It is a little bit long. I felt it dragging, but I also, you know, <laughs> ah, I also thought Tuong Fu was starting to kind of get a little slow for me as well. I just... I guess I wasn't expecting so much of it to be set in the bumpkin town. Mm. Yeah, you thought they'd like do their thing and move on. Yeah, well, because having seen Priscilla first, that movie it does slow down at points, but they're basically constantly on the move. Yeah, and it had a little more variety. I felt like to it. Yeah, that's because there's like they they're in the outback, and then they're in the small town, and then they meet that weird guy with the. Wife who can shoot the ping pongs out of her vagina. Which, that scene... <laughs> you know, because that's the sort of thing you, you hear referenced all the time. That might be the first time I've actually seen it visualized in a movie. I want to go to a gay bar and see a go-go dancer do that. Oh, oh my God. That would be impressive. Someone's oh. doing their kegels. I'm going to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do For a- San Diego Pride this weekend, that is going to be my... Ace we'll, in the hole trick. We'll do a video segment on it. <laughs> See how far you can shoot. Cause Cleanly. Cl- oh, of course. <laughs> I, don't, I don't doubt you. you. You take care of yourself. You clean up. Yes, sometimes you can't expect that, but pushing mm. that hard to get those balls Oh, yeah, that's a whole separate challenge. I, what I loved was that it was finally something that phased the three of them. <laughs> like, nothing, nothing phases them but that. That, they're just like, oh. Oh, God. What? Uh, what? <laughs> what? 
Oh, but poor Bob, though. I, I know, poor Bob. But I mean, I guess Bob gets a happy ending. He he ends up working for the hotel and falls in love with Taryn Stamp. Yeah, which how am I? Oh my god, how am I blanking on her name? Because I know I always remember Ralph, but what's the character's name? I always forget. Because it's um, Felicia. Felicia's always easy to remember because they're always yelling at her. <laughs> ah, oh my god, how am I blanking on this? Mm, I don't know. But I, I mean, good old Bob, though. But like, Bob's such a sweetheart. And I really like. Bernadette. Bernad oh my god, thank you. Bernadette. Bernadette, Felicia, and Mitzi. Mitzi. Oh my god, that's right. I, I love what they do with Bob, though, because they, they give him. He's such a sweetheart. And they actually give him, like, not necessarily an arc, but. Yeah, you know, they give him some depth and texture. Yeah, because it's like a, you think he's just this old, like, crazy guy that's, like, married to this Vietnamese woman who just shoots ping-pongs out of her cuckoo. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I've never heard it called a cuckoo. It's because you don't watch RuPaul. <laughs> My God. <laughs> if I, I ever do watch RuPaul, what will you give me shit about? We'll, we'll lose half the context of this podcast. I mean, I'm sure I'll find something. <laughs> Oh, there's always something. There's I'm, always a there is always something uncovered. <laughs> I'm an endless train wreck. Yeah. We know this. <laughs> yeah. I think oh my god. But yeah, it's I like I think I think Priscilla's more visually interesting too. Like I love those shots of them up on top of the bus, like in the giant shoe with just a massive trail yeah. going off behind them. And her um Felicia's flip flop dress. Oh yeah, too is so amazing. Oh my gosh, I love the the. Oh, God, I forgot what they're singing when they're doing their number in the desert. Oh, uh, they're they're like, singing "I Will Survive." Yeah, I will survive. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah, and then um, because it's what I I will survive, and then finally, finally, it's. And then, of course, they save Abba to the very end because Bernadette hates Abba. No more <laughs> fucking Abba. <laughs> now, what I think is I think is interesting is this is also some stuff that you came to a little bit later. Like in contrast with Death Becomes Her, like you saw this when you were young, and so I feel like you were forming your gay identity when you saw this. But with both of these movies, you're pretty firmly down that road, and then you I, saw them. I think it's because I didn't really. Like, I, th it was just, like, one of those things where, like, I was never, I was gay, obviously. And, like, I had seen, like, pop culture gay things yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but I hadn't really taken in a lot of the culture yet. Okay. So. Oh, so you, you were still relatively baby gay at this time. Yeah, I, d I, f I feel like I discovered the joy of drag queens really late. Like, not until, like, college. Oh, okay. Like, it wasn't any, like, I didn't really know anything about drag culture as a kid. I didn't know anything about it during high school and junior high when I was out. Like, I knew they existed. Right. And I knew what one was. But, like, I didn't know, like, names or shows or performances or anything like that. So it was just, like... Anything with drag just came a little bit later than everything else. Do you remember when the first time you went to a drag show was? I was 20 years old, 19 or 20. Okay. Because it was the only bar we could get into Chicago because it was 18 and up. 
mm-hmm. and it was we took. So the Chicago equivalent of Rage. Eh, the it was the Chicago equivalent of Hamburger Marys at the time. Oh, okay. Um, and because you don't you don't necessarily need an ID to get into Hamburger Marys. Oh, that's fair. Um, like kids in there. Yeah. Um, but there is this place called the Kit Kat Club. I don't think it exists anymore. That's a great name. I know. Oh, and. My friend was bringing her gay friend uh, into town for his birthday, and she's like, oh, what gay bars? And I'm like, I'm 19. I can't drink yet. I don't know where you want me to take you, but I guess the Kit Kat, like, I asked a friend who, like, lives lived in Boys Town, and she's like, well, the Kit Kat Club is 18 up, and it's a drag bar, and so we watched some drag shows, and that was kind of, like, my first drag show that I can remember. Oh. I barely remember much about it. Okay. None of the songs... None of the songs. The garbs. No, I think we got drunk before we went. Well, that makes sense. Who goes to a drag show sober? Yeah, well, I, I knew I couldn't buy drinks. Yeah. So it's so like, like I had to, like, drink illegally and then go. Yeah, because I, 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 I mean, I'm pretty sure the first time I ever went to a drag show would have been coming to WeHo. So it was probably at Flaming Saddles. Yeah. Oh. I just find it funny that you went to Flaming Saddles and not Hamburger Mary's first. I've still never gone to drag at Hamburger Mary's. Wow. Well, guess what? We can do an episode on it. It's super, it's super fun. I mean, I was there on Friday night with some friends of mine from home. Like, a whole bunch of straight friends of mine from home, some of whom now live in L.A. And we need to find a place to get a big group of people in for dinner on a Friday night that was between here and downtown. Like, not downtown, but like proper WeHo. Like, oh, let's go to Hamburger Mary's. And they were gearing up for a drag show, and also, I guess, Vanderpump Rules was filming at the same time there. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. That's a thing around here. Yeah, and so I'm just like, I don't... I didn't give a shit. I hate obviously. them. They're super homophobic. Are they way. actually? Yeah, they're, they're, I've heard there's been some problems with some of them in filming in the community. Mm, buttholes. Maybe not, like, the queen bee herself, but... Mm-hmm. The underlings? The underlings, I've heard. Oh, okay, yeah. One of my friends watched this, so she was, like, all excited and, like... Like, I know her son is, like, problematic. Oh, interesting. Ooh, scandalous! Scandal. But, yeah, so I've seen... There's always scandal in WeHo. Oh, my God, it's fucking true. That's why it's called WeHo! (laughs) I thought it was because we were the hoes. That, too. Yeah. Yeah, so I've seen a bit of the drag show... Like preamble at Hamburger Mary's, but never on. You the gotta go for thing. you gotta go for Wednesday night bingo or yeah, we'll have brunch. to do a bingo. We haven't done brunch either. Bingo is easier to get into. Oh yeah, I'm sure because it's like it's actually tonight. Let's go now. Let's just bring. Let's lift all this up and yeah. go walk over there. We done. <laughs> we'll do a live record as we walk the ten minutes down the street to go. Yeah, back I've, to well, and I've never done. I've done the brunch. I've never done the bingo. <laughs> all right, we'll do bingo. Yeah, I did the brunch during Pride. <laughs> oh, that's right. I missed that on Sunday. I know, I gotta go check that out. But like, so I guess I guess I already started to develop a love for drag queens when I watched Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And weirdly enough, my mom had recommended to me at some point that I watch this. And I can't remember if it was before or after I came out. Probably after would be my guess. Um, I also have this tickle in my throat. I feel like I'm constantly about ready to cough, which is great audio. <coughs> <laughs> Sucking too much dick there. Got some gonorrhea stuck up there? Not enough, actually. <laughs> the more dick you suck, it just clears. It clears everything out. 
It's like putting a Q-tip in your ear. You just like stick it in there and just like swirl it around. Swirl it around a little bit. It pulls out whatever gunk is left back there from whoever was there before. Gargle it, spit it out. Exactly. So now I just I got to get a little um, mm. yeah, a little medicine. That'll help. Uh, but yeah, I I had already started to love drag queens when I watched Priscilla, and I had never seen either one of these. I think that's part of the reason I like Priscilla more. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. If that's the same for you. Um. I don't, it's, it's like a toss up because like there are things I love about Priscilla that I kind of like don't like about Tu Wong Fu. Like for instance, like there's more music in Priscilla and there's more performing. So much more music. I love the cast so much better in Tu Wong Fu. Like beyond like Patrick Swayze, Leslie Snipes, Wesley Snipes and, um, uh, John Leguizamo, but Mm -hmm. you've got one of my favorites. Stalker Channing. Yes. She's so good in that. You got Stalker Channing. Sure. You've got um, Blythe Danner. Oh, I love her you've, so much. She's beautiful, too. You've got oh. Catwoman. Good old Julie Newmar. Yep. Julie Newmar herself. Julie Newmar herself. I know. Of the 60s show, at least, the best Catwoman. You've got Michael Vaughn, who I had a giant crush on in like early 2000s when I was like obsessed with Alias. Oh, is it Michael Varton? Varton. Varton? Varton. Yeah, that one. Yeah, sounds like farting. Exactly. Farting. Yeah, no, he's super cute in that too. Yeah. Well, because he's much younger than he is now, so it's like. I mean, he still looks good now. Well, I'm. He's fine, but I I can see he's had some hair plugs put in. Mm, oh yeah, it's Just a little bit here and there. Not very good looking. Now, who? Okay. Of the three, who was the weirdest for you to get accustomed to being in drag? Uh, Wesley Snipes. Yes. Cause Wesley think- Snipes as Noxzema was like, because like I've seen like. I've seen John Leguizamo do like character roles, like yeah. I think he randomly bringing it up Spawn. Yeah, I've never actually seen it, but I know that's him. Like the he's the like the clown, cl- the whatever evil that clown. is. Yeah, I know that's him, and I think he looks the least like himself. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I feel like he has not necessarily the most makeup on, but he disappears the most into. Wesley Snipes looks a little bit Butch Queen first time in drag. Yeah. That's but, not a but reference I got, you get, but you what? need to watch Paris is Burning because it's not a reference you get. Oh, no. It's like, oh, it's a bush queen? I guess just that's just a, a drag queen who looks pretty masculine, right? So I really want to have an episode where I just bring in cards of <gasps> terms and phrases. And I have to guess what they mean? And you, like, learning vocabulary like we're in elementary <laughs> school again. <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. <laughs> Yes, because I feel like I I sit here and say words, and then you just acknowledge that the word like, was oh, said yeah. and not. Like, all right, context clues. I think I got this. Okay, all right, queen, drag queen, butch, masculine. I think I got this. Piece it together. Wesley Snipes, all good. He that's it. He looks very mannish. He does. He does look rather mannish. I think, which is interesting, because I feel like Patrick Swayze finds this nice middle ground. Yeah, I think it's because it's the way. I think it's because it's the way he's dressed. Yeah. And Wesley's Night shows a lot more body, so you can see Does, a lot of yeah. the, like, the yeah. hulking, buff martial artist. I mean, he's huge. Patrick Swayze kind of too. just, like, wears, like, moo-moos and giant frocks and well, stuff that kind of cover the... She's very elegant. Very elegant. Very old-fashioned. She's a lady. <laughs> Something you are not. No. <laughs> Furthest thing from. But I... I think it's weird to say this, but it makes me appreciate how good of an actor, especially 
uh, Patrick Swayze is. Yeah. He just, he really disappears into that for me. And I guess part of it is that Wesley Snipes gets to hang on, I think, more of the comedy. Because well, she, she's so sassy all the way through he, it. And he has more of the physical role, too. So he's yeah. more of like the ass kicking one. And like Patrick Swayze's role is like he transforms most of the town. Yeah. And just kind of disappears into it. But it is so, so elegant and composed and very soft spoken, which I think that's actually pretty typical of a lot of his characters. Like you've seen Roadhouse, right? No. <gasps> oh my God. I think all I know is Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Like Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Is homoerotic enough that I think we should do an episode on is it. Is it like Nightmare on Elm Street 2 homoerotic? I haven't seen that. So <gasps> I, so I don't we definitely know. need to do Nightmare on Elm Street 2. I think, I think this is the problem is like we're going to like try and throw references back at each other and we're both going to miss it because we haven't seen any of the same stuff. This is basically what this podcast yeah. is. But I mean, like, so it's like this. I've never seen that. It's kind of like this. I've never seen that. What is that? What? No, Roadhouse, there's just a lot of Patrick Swayze in the buff. Oh, I'm sure. No dong, lots of butt. Um, yeah. But it's, That's, it's... So you've seen that that video, that video compilation of, like, the 100 best insults in films? No. Oh, my God. Just Roadhouse. Okay. Well... <laughs> I know... I just know the Family Guy episode where he goes and kicks people randomly throughout the episode. Yeah, he says, Roadhouse. 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 <laughs> no, what a, one of the insults in that video is also from Roadhouse, and it's the... Like the evil version of Patrick Swayze, so like the the primary thug for like the gangster who lives in the town where Patrick Swayze is the closer. This doesn't make any contact sense for you, but just go along with it. But he's like, I mean, got- it's the eighties. It's like explaining to some like footloose to someone that like it's a town that outlaws dance. Yeah, and be like, huh? it's along those lines. But at one point. Uh, evil Patrick Swayze, the guy, I don't remember the actor's name, but the, the thug has Patrick Swayze in a headlock and he just whispers in his ear, you said, fuck guys like you in prison. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I miss so I 80s, got ben Gazzara. 80s oh. and 90s movies. That was Those were the times when like audiences would just go with things. Yeah. There was well, no like, it's not realistic. It's blah. They're like, okay, there's a town that just can outlaw dancing. Great. That's yeah. fine. I'm just going to dance and... My warehouse. Because well, that's what happens when there's no market for spec scripts anymore. Spec scripts, that whole that whole phase was based just, what about this but this? Right? And that just doesn't happen anymore. Which you know, is so sad. You know who found the script for Too Wong Fu and who we have to thank for this movie getting made? We know who. Steven Spielberg. Wait, oh, wait, because he's a producer on this, isn't yeah. he? Oh, my God. Where did he... Do you know the story behind that? Where did he find it? Oh, God. I, I heard the story behind it, but I heard that it wasn't... Like, they were having difficulty pushing it around town. And he read it and loved it. Okay. And basically was kind of like the catalyst for it getting made. That makes me so happy. I know. It made me love him even more. I'm like, oh, he's already like like my hero. As you you don't really love him enough. And he goes and makes, gets like two one. He he got this made. He got Who Framed Roger Rabbit made. I know. Back to the Future. Like, the movies that he's produced are as good, if not better, sometimes the movies he's directed. Very true. Not saying that this movie is great, but I'm just saying that I love it. Yeah. Uh, I, I just love it. I love uh, I love that. It's just that kind of thing. Because uh, I think, and I, I personally also love that it's Julie Newmar, because obviously, huge Batman fan, huge Catwoman fan. 
She's the best Catwoman from the 1960s. Not the best Catwoman ever. That distinctly goes to Michelle Pfeiffer. It's just so funny, though, um, that, like, because the title always really confused me. It is, and it's hard to say, because to say it properly, it would be, to Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmore. You kind of have to put the, the pauses in there. Well, and, it, I, like, honestly, I didn't realize for the longest time it was, like, kind of like a... What would, you, what would you call it? A greeting? It's, yeah. It's, like, or whatever? It's a letter. It's a, it's yeah, a I note. Didn't, like, I didn't, I didn't know, realize it was a note. Yeah. Like, to Wong Fu, I'm like, okay, that's, is that, the, is that like Patrick Swayze's, like, drag name? Yeah, who is this person? Or, like, something, or... Well, and for whatever reason, when I originally heard this title, I think because I didn't realize it was, like, a salutation, or you want to call it, I always thought it was spelled T-O-O, Wong Fu. Like, someone, they're just, they're way too Wong Fu. I'm like, what does that mean? How can you be too Wong Fu? Can you be, Could you be less can Wong Fu? Can you be Fu? less Wong Fu? Give me just the right amount of Wong Fu. <laughs> it was, like, yeah, it it wasn't until, I, like, I watched the movie. I'm like, oh, it's a note. It's yeah, a oh, note. Oh, no, it And Julie sense. Newmar just feels like such a random. Well, and I because I looked up all this trivia, but it was a couple weeks ago, because actually it's been a little while since I watched the movie. But, yeah, I guess that picture actually was in the bar that they get it from. What's the name of that restaurant? It's an actual place in New York. Um, I'm looking at Priscilla Queen of the Desert. I'm not going to bother trying to look it up now. Um, but he was an actual guy. Like, he was the actual, I think, Mater D or maybe the main bartender at that restaurant. Yeah, it said they actually, like, found the, found the picture. Yeah. Like, it was the actual, like, picture that gave it the title. I know, and I love that they just take it with them. And I I guess it it feels very Hollywood, though, which is interesting considering when it was made. But it just, the even the plot structure a little bit of, like, oh, we're going to go on this road trip together. And, like, we're going to, instead of flying, we're going to go ahead and rent a car. We're going to rent the bad car because then it's, like, more fun. And that they get to that small town and spend so much time there. And I, I guess it's weird to say, but I had a bit of a problem with everyone just being so cool about it. Like, it felt a little bit too convenient. As opposed to, what do you mean? Well, like, so of all the characters, I mean, so there are, like, characters that, like, give them shit. So there's Patrick Swayze's parents. But that's kind of like a passive background thing and more character work. Then there's Chris Penn's cop. Yeah. And then the husband. But those are the only forms of antagonism. And they're, those are the only people who are like have a problem. Like they hide who they are from the whole town. And it is their heteronormativity that is the antagonist. Oh, well, aren't you just a clever bitch? <laughs> <laughs> but like they are the only people that have a problem with them being in drag. And given where they are and when this was set and kind of the story it's telling. That seemed a little bit weird. I think it's part of the reason I like Priscilla better because Priscilla seems more grounded, if you will. Like, I guess what makes Priscilla to me seem more realistic is that it kind of has the more extremes of uh. it. So it's it's at times like really silly and campy, but other times like much more grounded. And um, like when the the guys chase Felicia within the small town and Bob has to send in like jumps in to try and defend her and then oh, uh, yeah. you know eventually um, Bernadette comes in and just takes the guy out like I think to me that felt more real all yeah. the way through 
But it's like I never I never really wanted to go that serious, do you know? Yeah, and I don't and I guess it does go that serious at some points, but I think it balances out by the it goes to higher levels of camps, like camps. I think I, all the camps. camps. Yes. <laughs> goes to several different camps, each of them campier than the last. I think I think Tu Wong Fu is like purposefully trying to be camp though. And I think it in it's that in kind of doing thing. so it feels a little bit artificial. Yeah. Um, but I mean that is there's still some stuff I love in there though. Like I really love the makeover scene when they go into the the random clothing shop and they all just strut out looking so fantastic. Like that's really fun. I love the random group of just like the Michael Vartan's like random group of like bullies. Yeah. That have like no purpose. And I don't know. It's just like the women they hit they hit on. It's like I feel like the characters in the guy group hit on the wrong women. Yeah. Like not not that they shouldn't be hitting on them in general, but like one of them that is like half Blythe Danner's age or like more than Blythe Danner's age is hitting on her. And yeah. then like there's a young guy hitting on like the really old woman. I'm like, this feels really mismatched. Like, it, well, and it's a little bit, it's a little tonally weird too, because there's that scene where it's heavily suggested that they're all going to gang rank John Leguizamo. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. And then, but it's fine. That wasn't real enough for you. But it's fine because we later teach them how to be gentlemen. You're like, oh, this is very Hollywood. Like, we're going to just gonna let's, gloss over let's this. Let's not forget that they almost gang raped someone. Yeah. like I think that's where it starts to show it seems a little bit and feeling a little bit more artificial. I'm sure it's happened, but I nev- I will never understand that about, like, bad straight culture or, like, I guess that sort of thing of, like, Oh, you dress in drag. We're going to show you. Let's gang rape them and show them. It's, I'm like, how is... No, well, what? Well, what's weird there, too, is I'm pretty sure they still think she's a woman there. Because they don't know that she... They don't know that any of them are in drag. I thought that's right? why they were beating... No, I think they do. Because I think that's why... Well, I think they know, like, she is. Because she's supposed to be, like, the one who has the worst drag. I, it, it's To me, I read it as that no one in that town figured it out except for Stalker Channing, and she just didn't say anything. Why were they beating her up then? That's what I don't remember. Well, I think because uh, they, they don't beat her up, but like she's out for a walk, and they like corner her behind. Like They never actually like physically touch her, but yeah. they just slowly kind of like surround her. I don't know if it was more just implied that they were just upset like obsessed because it was a new woman was in town like a new girl was in town and they're all like ooh ooh and like getting all like pervy on her and they're not sure what to do themselves but I'm pretty sure in that moment they think she's still a woman because I feel like if they didn't that whole scene would have played out very differently slash it would have been kind of part of the story I think that's part of my problem with the movie is that they hold out for so long with this this idea of suspense of like oh we're not gonna say you know are they gonna find out or aren't they and then when they do I guess it's nice that they turned the assumption on its head and no that one really gives a shit. Nice. But it just, it felt a little bit too convenient where I felt like in Priscilla, people's reactions felt a little bit more real. Like you can believe the random couple driving around in their Jeep with a dead kangaroo would like flip out and drive off. <laughs> you can also believe that the aboriginals like really wouldn't, care yeah as much because they're obviously like less ingrained in the more modern normal society yeah and they're just like oh yeah whatever like we're having a big old party you want to come like hang out with us and have fun and i love what's i can't remember the the guy's name who who rescues them 
but he joins them in doing the drag show. Oh, that's right. It's just, it's really, it's really fun and really sweet. And then, you know, like the townsfolk, they're all giving them weird looks as they're walking around in their flip-flop dress. And uh, I forget, what did they put Mitzi in? It was just something oh else, like, God. really over the top. Yeah. But that all felt a little bit more realistic in terms of how people would react. Problem is, is that sometimes it's like they're both so similar in certain ways that, like, it, they kind of blend together. They do blend together for me a little bit. And I think it, maybe it helps that I've seen Priscilla twice and Tuong Fu only once. And maybe it helps, too, that I just love Australians. That's always the funny thing, too, is, like, I've... I, Obviously, Tuong Fu only once, but Priscilla, probably not twice, but I've seen it a few times. But it's one of those things where it's like, I, for drag queens, I don't feel like I, there's as much, like, there's not as many lines, I feel like, there are in, like, something like Death Becomes Her. No, I don't, I don't think it's Which is weird because it's near like, as quotable. You know, they're, like, we sort of, like, expect them to be sassy. And I just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we get Felicia is like super. Felicia is more like campy, bitchy. And Bernadette, Bernadette's just so sarcastic. But what I love is that she has no tolerance for bullshit at this point. Like, I can't remember. I can't, I'm trying to look at the quote. I can't find it. But I love that line when they're in that bar and the real like butch woman is getting in her face. And she's like, why don't you go blow yourself up? Because that's the only bang you're ever going to get in your whole life. And the whole, oh, bar, right. the whole bar erupts in laughter. And, like, she wins them over. That also felt very Australian. Yeah. Where it's like, all you had to do was just, like, make fun of somebody. And then all of a sudden, you'll be on board. And they'll be your best friend. And, like, to me, that felt very... that Maybe that's why it seemed like it contrasted a little bit with uh, Tu Wong Fu. It's like, you feel like the moments when they win people over in Priscilla, it feels natural whereas in Tuong Fu it feels a little bit structured but also yeah. I also love in Priscilla then that follows up with them doing the drinking contest and Terrence Stamp just stamped just very calmly just drink after drink after drink completely unfazed no change in her posture perfectly poised just sipping away I do I do like that about Priscilla is that they have the those kind of like age gaps yes whereas like Tuong Fu they feel like much closer so, like, I know Patrick Swayze is supposed to be the lady. Yeah. And the one, like, teaching Chi-Chi. And same with, like, Noxzema. But they Noxzema and Patrick Swayze feel really close in age. Probably because they are at the time. They are, but, like, yeah. I, I guess maybe that's what I liked about Priscilla as well, is that they, they feel a little bit more distinct, each one of them. I feel like they're, they're filling in a very particular character a little bit more. And they also have a different plot function which I kind of like a little yeah. bit. I mean, I can obviously appreciate a more experienced gay trying to teach a lesser so one <laughs> how to be better. But I, I think, I guess for me, Priscilla has so many really fun moments that I really love, like li little things. Like I love when uh, one of them's like, oh my God, I've got a headache. And they go and opens up the medicine cabinet like the actual like Red Cross medicine cabinet in the bus, and it's just filled with liquor. <laughs> and you were talking about this too. Better music in Priscilla. Yeah. As well. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I think. Hmm. I feel like I feel I think that like the like American audiences they didn't take like 
as big of a chance on budget wise. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, we got these big stars. There goes most of our budget. Like. Yeah, because I don't know. I mean, I guess part of it, too, is that Priscilla was made in Australia. And I, I honestly don't know how big those three were at the time. Obviously, Terrence Stamp was still a very known quantity. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know about the other two. Because Superman was way before that. Yeah, Superman would have been, uh, I think Superman 2 came out in 80, I want to say. 70 yeah. and 80. And Priscilla was 94? Mm, 90. Yes, 94. Ah. And, and nice. And I think Tu Wong Fu came out first. Yeah, it was either the year before or the year after. Because I was wondering if, because what this seems like is what like happens now, which is someone makes a film internationally and someone's like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's make an Americanized version <laughs> of it. Which always I always hate. Yeah. That's not the case here. Like these two movies seem to basically have been cr- like created more or less simultaneously. Tu Wong Fu was ninety five. Ninety five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It seems it's. It, I think it was just one of those like weird sort of like Snow White and the Huntsman, Huntsman and Mirror Mirror, or uh, Armageddon and Deep Impact. Yep. Or uh, White House Down and, and Olympus has fallen. fallen. Yes. Ooh. Look at us. Look at those things. Shit. Yeah. I, uh, all the other things you know. All, all some of the <laughs> other things you know. Okay, all right. Here's a question for you. Uh, for each of the films, which queen would you be? Which queen do you see yourself as? Which one do you want to be? I want to be Noxzema. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would either... Well, if it's too long for I'd want to be Noxzema. I would probably be pa- Patrick Swayze. Why do you think you'd be Patrick Swayze? I don't know. Like, I have that, like, as much as, like, you say I'm cunty, I like teaching people things. This is true. You you would sit down and, and want to figure out why the little Latin boy was crying. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, why, why are you crying, why sweetie? You crying? What, what can I do to help? It's happened before at gay bars. It's always a trap. Never a no, good idea. It's thing. never a good idea. It's no. never a good idea. <laughs> okay, and then in Priscilla, who do, who do you see yourself as? Um, I would probably be Hugo Weaving. Be Mitzi? Yeah. I hope I'm Terrence Stamp when I'm older. Yes. I think Much you, yeah, older. Yeah, you make a very good Bernadette in your, your older, wizened years. Like, I just don't give a shit, and I'll just beat people and just, like, drink myself yeah. Silly without flinching an eye. See, because I would, for Priscilla, I would want to be Felicia. You are Felicia. I'm not Felicia. You are I, Felicia. I, I, am, I am nowhere near. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm nowhere, nowhere near that fabulous. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm like the newbie, but I'm nowhere near that fabulous. Um, no, but. Maybe not in a drag sense. I think, <clears throat> I think in, yes, <clears throat> I would want to be Felicia. I'm, I'm probably more Mitzi as well. That kind of like middle space, like Ernest, like, hey, let's all go have fun together, guys. But like, totally I, Felicia. I, I very easily get to, I'm not Felicia at all. I know you're fucking Felicia. I want to be Felicia. God, I wish I was Felicia. Wish I was Guy Pierce. Uh, and then, okay, for Chuang Fu, I, okay, I'm clearly Chi-Chi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's very true. Yeah. Which I... I love, I love that you're not, you're not, you're not confrontational enough to be Nagzima. No, 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 Like, yeah, I, I am definitely Chi-Chi. I also love that when she, throughout most of the movie, her, um, 
her makeup is like not the right skin tone color, so her face is super white. But by the end, when she wins, it's all perfectly blended. Yeah, so that was a very clever touch. So I would, I am absolutely her. I, mm, I would want to be Vita though, because she's so she's so regal sure. and so poised and so composed, and I'm the furthest thing from any of those things. Very true. I'm just a walking bumblefuck everywhere I go. Also, wait, hang on, real quick. Can we talk about the fucking amazing Robin Williams cameo? Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, I was like, I. This is this is for God. That is the I, I only. Didn't know. I didn't know he was in this. Obviously. That is the only thing I love about Tu Wong Fu more is that all the cameos, and who knows, maybe maybe there are Australian cameos in Priscilla, but yeah, like, we just don't know who they are. Tu Wong Fu, I'm like, oh my God, RuPaul. Oh my God, Coco Pru. Oh my God, Robin Williams. Oh, oh my, my God, God. Um, Stocker Channing. I almost said Carol Channing. Oh, what's oh, but what's uh. What's the what's his name though? He has such a great name in Tu Wong Fu. Oh my god, it's a toy. It's gonna bug me. I love it because to me it like sort of weirdly connected this movie to the birdcage. Yes! Oh my god, I know. Which, I mean, uh, I know that we weren't doing shared universes at this point, but it would have been really funny if he like came from that club from the birdcage. Yes, I God, I wish. I just wish he Oh, that's right. John Jacob. Jingle Jingleheimer Schmidt. Schmidt. He he just he just shows up for like five minutes. It's just all of the energy so fantastic, so over the top, and just hilarious. It's such a short short period of time. I loved his appearance. I was not expecting that. I wasn't either. Like I it made me I so had no idea. So happy. Oh my god. I was just like, is that Robin? Is that? Robin Williams? What? Oh my God, he's here. He's fabulous. I love him. Oh my God. Um, I'm trying to think too. Okay. I think one of the reasons why I like Priscilla more too is far more fabulous costumes. That's true. Yeah. Yes. It, (laughs) like, I hate to say it, but a lot of Tu Wong Fu feels like they just found whatever was in the grandma's trunk upstairs. Yeah. Like, and it was like RuPaul is like the best looking one with her Confederate flag dress. Yes. I but mean, at that point, RuPaul was already kind <laughs> of like a name in the 90s. Oh, clearly. I mean, yeah, she's so prominently featured in that cameo. I guess maybe that's part of it is the maybe because we don't get the, the contrast in Tu Wong Fu. They're always in costume. They're kind of always playing those characters and they're always trying to pass as women. Whereas what I liked about Priscilla was that they kind of have their normal personas and they put on their drag personas too. And there's a little bit of fluctuation between how they interact and how they perform. That was actually something I kind of wished I got with Tu Wong Fu is yeah. you don't get to know them outside of their drag. And I, yeah, and we, I think and I think that's why it feels a lot more Hollywood to you is yeah. because it's like they don't feel like fully fleshed out characters. Like we don't know their life outside of them doing drag they're just here to like bring fabulousness to this town yeah and i I think that's what i liked about priscilla and why i felt more grounded was it wasn't just set in the artifice of them being drag queens like oh like these are like people and there's how they're living their lives i i I guess for me if i were like put in kind of a nutshell like a, a moment that i feel like reflects why i like priscilla better it's when they go to the town they win over all the, the locals in the bar, like Bernadette does with uh, the jab at the woman. They have the drinking contest. They have a great night together. 
And then like, they I guess they get, they get frustrated or whatever. But the next morning they wake up and even though they've had a good time, the bus, was it say, like AIDS fuckers go away or AIDS fuckers die or something like AIDS that? AIDS faggots, I believe. <clears throat> yeah. And so there's that moment of like, oh, even when we've hit a high and we think we've like integrated yeah. one of these people, we still have this sort of shit. But then in return, I love that Felicia goes and buys the pink paint and just paints the bus the fabulous. And I think that fits the, just the tone of that much better too, of like, they're just trying to do their thing and they get shit for it, but then they just keep on being fabulous and they just move on. Yeah. And I like that more. That felt more real. I felt like they had more to do. That's true. I know. Now for, for you, <clears throat> would you, for each of them, would you give it a, a yes? I, a yes? Or a yes, queen? I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a yes. Like a, in between. A yes. So the middle, the yeah. I'm 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 right in the middle. Right in the middle. Okay. All right. I think, I think for me, Tu Wong Fu. I'm only giving a yes. Okay. It's, it's it's okay. It's not. I didn't love it. It's just a yes. And I think I find them both entertaining. I do. But like I said, like every time I want to watch Priscilla, I start watching it, and I'm like, I forget that this movie is like two and a half hours. It's not that, but it's two. Yeah. And it, it does feel long. It definitely feels too long at times. I think it's one of those that I love, but I don't know how often I'm going to go back and watch it. Yeah. Like, especially watching its entirety. But I would give it a yes. <laughs> a deep, guttural I, I have, yes. I've got something going on in my throat. I can't get high pitch. It's so gravelly. <laughs> I'd give it a yes. <laughs> Such a yes. Wow. <laughs> oh, but I, I, I do, I do, I like Tu Wong Fu, but I love Priscilla Queen. I say, I still think they're essential. Oh, they're absolutely essential. Like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I've seen them both. I think Priscilla it's, will stick with me I would kind of say it's like I feel about them the same way I feel about like Citizen Kane mm-hmm. as like a film nerd. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. I'm not going to sit down and watch it every Friday night. No, it's like essential viewing, but it's not, it doesn't call to you. Like once in a blue moon, I'll like put it on for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah, I think it'll be a long time before I revisit Too Long Fu, but I won't be surprised within a year I watch Priscilla again. Yeah. But I just, I love all three of them. I just love Terrence Stamp. I do need, I do want to watch Too Long Fu like a second time. So yeah. like, I always feel like I need to watch like good movies twice. Yes. Because I have like. The experience of like enjoying it and not knowing, and then yeah. the second time, like I already kind of know where the story is going, so I can enjoy and absorb the other things. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, like, I feel like I've like I've absorbed Priscilla a lot more than I have Tu Wong Fu. Whereas, like, I remember Same. a lot of it, but I don't like. I can't recall as much of it as I can. Yeah, as I want want to. Mm. It's just so good. So good. All right, shall we? Uh, shall we wrap it all up here? Sure. Jonathan, where can they find you? I am at jdubs22 on Instagram. You can also listen to our other podcast. More so, me. I was gonna say our Chris guest star sometimes, <laughs> which is Buzz on Broadway, which can also be found on Facebook and Instagram at Buzz Broadway. I am on <laughs> Instagram at jdubs22. Yeah, there, that's all you need. I don't do Snapchat. But you do tons of thirst picks. You know, I do stuff. Wait, is it thirst picks or thought picks? Both. 
We'll have to do an episode on that. I don't know what the difference I is. I mean, I'm putting thought in your vocabulary. I don't know. I don't know what this means. It stands for that hoe over there. Oh, okay. Now it makes slightly more sense. Slightly. Uh, if you... If you want to find me, I'm at Lordifer on Instagram. And uh, my other podcast is all about Batman. And it's at Tim Talk Pod on Instagram as well. Chris posts all well. his sexy pics of Legos. So many, so many Legos. Well, I, I did sit down the other day to like, okay, I'm going to like take some sexy photos. And uh, <laughs> please continue the story. <laughs> at, at first I was afraid. And then oh. I was petrified. Thinking, how wow. I can never live without you by my side. Do you know more and than just... And then I spent so many nights just thinking how you did me wrong. Wait, 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 wait. And I grew strong. And I learned how to get along and so S- you're back. So who sings that? Gloria something? I can't with you sometimes. <laughs> I really, really, really can't. Thanks for listening to Gay at Four. The podcast is produced by Chris Lord and Jonathan James and edited by Chris Lord. Music by Chris Humans and Colin Diaz. Artwork by Cameron Dexter. Please subscribe and review on iTunes. Follow the podcast at Gay at Forward on Instagram and YouTube and at Gay at Forward Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Got an idea for an episode? Send us an email at gayatforwardpod at gmail.com. Thanks and stay fabulous.